Um, well, g'day everyone. Welcome back for our final uh, talk or video for our Exodus series. Uh, as you know, if you've been following through, we um, paused during one of our sermons to ask some ask people to ask us questions. Uh, and people SMSed and we couldn't answer all of them on that Sunday morning. And so we thought we'd do these little short videos. And we're into the final question uh, for the series. And it's a question um, I know when I was a young Christian, I was asking that of myself and trying to understand what the Bible revealed about who God is. And uh, I'm here again with my friend Mark, uh, who's one of the leaders at Canterbury. And the question was uh, given was, uh, does God harden sinners' hearts today? Um, and then it goes on to say, God is love and has given us free will. By hardening Pharaoh's heart, has he taken away free will? Now, if you're new to the Christian faith, there's a lot of Christian language in there. Firstly, when we talk about sinners, what does that mean? It means uh, ultimately someone who's said no to God, uh, who has said that they are their own king and their own boss and they've sinned, they've turned away uh, from God. Uh, and then talking about free will, it's the idea and language that we use uh, in the Christian world of do we have a choice um, or is the choice to be made for us? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hopefully it'll serve you. So maybe the two-part question there, Mark, is firstly, does God harden sinners' hearts today? Well, can I be hard of heart and stubborn and... <laughs> Jump to the third part first. Yeah, like that's what you did last time anyway, so go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, by hardening Pharaoh's heart, has he taken away free will? Mm, good way to look at it. Yeah. One question that we've got to ask there is, should we take what happens to Pharaoh as mm. exemplary for the rest of Correct. the human race? Yeah. Or does he stand in some special category yeah. or representative of something? That's one question we need to ask. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, look, I think that's a good way to look at it because what it's really asking is it's making us to understand that these true stories that are in the Bible, true stories of things that actually happened, um, that it connects to the big story for sure, but in that very moment there's a purpose for it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've got to be careful that we don't just now take that out and apply it to everything. Uh, to an extent. So I guess I think personally in that moment, God has a purpose. Mm -hmm. He talks about that purpose uh, in Exodus uh, of why he hardened Pharaoh's heart. So yes. Yeah. Um, and I think we talked about last time how we have Pharaoh as a picture of someone facing God's judgment mm -hmm. for being the, the epitome of opposition to God. And so his sentence is judgment. Yeah. And yet there's salvation offered to Egyptians who respond. Yeah. And we see that through the progress of the plagues yeah. and into the Exodus as they come out with the Israelites. And we see it with the Israelites. So there's one person representing the one that God chooses to judge. And so um, I think there is a sense in which Pharaoh didn't have any free will because his end was... Yeah told from the beginning, you are not going to respond, you are not going to listen, yeah. and I will display my power in you. Yeah. So that's the second part yeah, of the question. Does right. does he take away his free will? Well, in a sense, he says, this is the end for you, yeah, right. and this is my sentence. Yeah. And we can't resist that. No. If God says that to us, this is what I've decided, that's it. Yeah. The question is, are we all in the same boat as Pharaoh where God says, I've hardened your heart and you can't choose anything? Well, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. And, yeah. Why, do you, why don't you think so? What? 
Well, to go back to, to who is Pharaoh, he's much more representative of someone like Satan. Yeah. Satan is the only other really clear example of someone around today that whose end has been foretold. Yeah. His doom is to be locked in yeah. uh, in the pit. Yeah. And so he doesn't have a choice. No, that's right. Whether we want to protest yeah. against yeah. God's sentence or not, yeah. that's where he will end up. Yeah. So has God taken away his free will? Yeah. In that sense, yes. So he's so Pharaoh is much more a picture of Satan than he is general population. Mm, that's right. And so I guess then people will be asking, well, does that happen still today? You know, um, and we were just chatting about it this early as we were preparing. Mm. Was um, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are. Is that if you kind of use that language of hardening? Um, particularly in the Old Testament, and you see that throughout, like you shared earlier about the nations and other kings and even Israel, all these things, and then you're going into the New Testament. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think or remember of a space where God, it clearly says God hardened so-and-so's heart mm. or, or that. Um, the one that a lot of Christians go to passage-wise is Romans 1, where it speaks of where God actually hands people over to their sinful and fleshly desires. Mm. Uh, and then yet the remedy is the gospel still living for those people. Um, so I don't know. I'd probably struggle to say, does God harden people's hearts right mm. today, right now, in mm. you know, the, the year that we're living in? Because that drives us back to the previous episode where we talked about how does God harden Pharaoh's heart? Well, it's not exactly clear mm. how he does it. And the fact that he does it is only clear because God has told us that he's done yep. it. So unless we had a clear revelation that this is what God's doing, it looks to our human view mm. like people are being stubborn, like they have heavy hearts that don't want to repent. Mm. That's what Pharaoh looked like to the outside. We just knew that God was working at the same time. Yeah. And so I agree with you. Yeah. Um, even though Israel in Isaiah's time, this is what you were referring to, Israel in Isaiah's time in Isaiah chapter 6, and then Jesus picks up on the same thing, they are sentenced. Mm. Their hearts will be hard so that they won't repent. Yeah. But again, is that group of people representative of all the population? No. Yeah. Because that's why Jesus calls on people to respond. Yeah. That's why when Paul refers to the same passage about your hearts are hard so you can't repent, mm. this is Acts chapter 28, mm -hmm. he says, I'm going to the Gentiles and they will listen. Yeah. So we are Gentiles. We have the gospel preached to us and the gospel message is yeah. repent yeah. Turn away from your hard hearts. We know God softens hearts. Yeah. We know God makes alive. But the message to the hearer is, I need to soften my heart. I yeah. need to turn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in that question, a lot of people are maybe you're potentially thinking of loved ones, you know, friends, family members, um, colleagues at work or, you know, wherever, even their own kids, um, where there's that sense, well, oh, you read this and go, oh, Lord, is their heart just is God just hardening it, you know? And I think we're invited to say, Lord, have mercy, mm. um, just as He's had mercy to those of us who responded to the gospel, you know, mm -hmm. um, that it's nothing of us, uh, it's all of His work and His grace. Yeah, that's right. Thankfully, God hasn't put a sign on people's head saying, This one, His heart is hard, and I choose not to have mercy on Him. He doesn't do that. So, everyone is a potential yep. child of God if they turn. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know, right? Like, only God himself does. Yeah. 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 
So I guess that kind of ties into that question um, and this person asked it rightly, which is God is love and has given us free will. So that whole language of free will, you know, is that connected to God's love? Um, yeah, I think sometimes I'm wondering if the something we need to be aware of is just because God is love, I think what sometimes that floods into us is to think that means God can't do anything that's, to us in our mind, mm. seems mean or mm. not loving. Mm. Um, where God doesn't, you know, he can, like we shared earlier, God doesn't sin. Mm. So whatever action he does is mixed with love and grace and truth and wrath and just like it's all mm. intertwined. And we can't, I mean, I can't. So I know mm. that when I get angry, there's always sin crouching there. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike God, he does it so perfectly, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It It is a question that, we need to consider carefully because God is love is a clear statement. Mm. That we have free will is a philosophical idea that's that comes in. Mm. And we need to evaluate it really carefully. It's a similar idea to Trinity. Mm-hmm. It's not a biblical term. Mm-hmm. So if we want to hold to the concept of Trinity, we need to, to know that it's 100% defined by Scripture. Mm. And we can't take a foreign term mm. and then re- overlay that. Over scripture. So with free will, yeah. there is some senses which at very first glance it's obvious. Yeah. Well, we're not one hundred percent free. Yeah. If you mean by free will, can I stand in a room yeah. with God and my will overrides him? Well then no. no so we're not free. Even as humans, we don't have free will because if I stand in the room with you yeah. and you have the will to kill me yeah. and I have the will to live, yeah. then one of our wills has to be disappointed yeah so i'm not free i'm not going to kill you no Thank you. i'm not going to kill anyone that'd be yeah. nice yeah <laughs> but we don't have the potential yeah. to exercise free will even among brothers yes. let alone with our maker and that's where paul kind of takes us in romans 9 yeah, so that's correct. worth reading are you saying then no one can resist his will yeah and he, he really he is it says yeah, yeah he's the maker so remember yeah it's not to say that he overrides our will in every circumstance. Yeah. It's not to say that we don't have choice, but the concept of an absolute free will, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't fit with a creator. Yeah. We're complete we don't even have the the free will to exist yeah. when we don't. That's right. As long as we want to, we will die. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes philosophical ideas creep in and and yeah. cloud our reading. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and because as human beings as created beings, um we are limited. We are got restrictions. We have boundaries. Um, sin always invites us to go beyond that and say, you know, we want to be our own God. So let's create our own um, um, directional mm. desires, which, you know, people talk about free will there. And the question is probably, I wonder what we need to consider is um, the Lord has given us the ability to choose, you know, like I chose which direction I'm going to come here, you know, I'm choosing it. Yet God in his grace and providence is involved in all of this. Yeah. He's not step back and now wait. Um, that includes as he draws people to himself, I think. Yeah. It can hurt the brain to see how that happens. So to take us back to the Pharaoh story as well and God hardening his heart and does he create additional sin, one thing to keep in mind here is God through scripture declares himself to be free 
to do whatever he wants to whomever he wants. The king's heart is a watercourse in the hands of the Lord and he directs it wherever he pleases. Mm. Um, the king's heart is not like a cat mm. that, God would like, that, no. that God would like to go in a certain direction, but really that cat just will end up doing what it wants. No, it's a watercourse that he can direct. Yeah. But in the... In the Pharaoh story and throughout the rest of the scripture, these people who are chosen to do God's will through their hard hearts to display his glory, and Judas is another example, mm. and the people who, the leaders who nail Jesus to the cross, like in Acts 4, yeah. to the cross, God holds them responsible for their choice. That's right. So I know when you say, People have choice. There's some, somebody's going to be saying, no, but it's God who chooses whether we're alive. It's God who gives us life. That is true too. Yeah, yeah. But in that two things happening, God never takes responsibility for sin because that sin always, the responsibility for that sin always falls on Pharaoh or Judas or the men who, the leaders who crucified. Yeah. And yet it's God's will that it happens. Yeah. God's purpose in all of those events was for the good of his people, or for his own glory. Mm. And that is sometimes offensive to the human. Yeah, definitely. But if anyone has the right to display their own glory and use whatever means he wants for his own glory, it's Yahweh. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and I think that comes back to with all of these questions that, that came through, um, Exodus um, beautifully and powerfully reveals to us the, you know, um, the very first verses of Genesis speaks of in the beginning there was God. Like, there's no sort of argument. Maybe if that's that's that shows clearly who He is, and and that's what the Bible reveals to us is that that constant war and wage between our own flesh, sin, the world. Mm that desires to pose the creator of the universe to say, we are in charge. And mm. uh, so when we come across these passages, there's something that stirs in us that mm. says, oh, this doesn't, uh, when we got to remember actually, no, this is God who said him. He said, this is who I am. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we're, we're 100% in agreement yep. that the gospel is come, yep. repent, believe the good news. Sure. And that is a message that we should give to all and we should pray for God to bring those people in. Yeah. And then the scary thing is, like you were pointing out, is that it's our heart that tends to want to, yeah. to be in charge and not yeah. God. So one thing I've been reflecting on a lot is how throughout the rest of the Bible, when the theme of hardness of heart comes up, it's directed towards the people mm. of God, right? Mm. Psalm 95, today if you hear his voice, and this is the message to you and me today. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Mm. Don't harden your hearts. And a, a similar sort of idea comes when Jesus is talking to his lukewarm church mm. in Laodicea. You think you've got everything. You think you're cool on your own. But I'm standing at the door. And what I'm asking you to do is open the door. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. That's the promise. So to be fearful of, oh, maybe God's shut the door. Maybe God's hardened my heart or so-and-so's heart. Yeah, we no, don't have that message. No. But will we hear and will we uh, respond? And at the same time, I say, God, you better soften my heart. Yeah. Yeah. You better give me the faith. Yeah. Yeah. 
And mate, that's a really good uh, way to finish, I think, in in the section. And friends, we say this most Sundays at church is that if you're someone who's exploring the Christian faith, what Mark shared is very true. Um, and we would ask and pray that you would uh, respond to that. And if that is today, even if as you listen in, uh, please do get in touch with us. We'd love to connect with you. If you're someone who uh, believes in the gospel, who knows who God is, uh, ultimately for us is to rest in that God reveals himself through his word and we're going to tr- ask God to help us to trust and take him for his word, uh, that he's always good uh, in that. And and for those of you who have loved ones uh, that you're praying uh, for to, to turn to Jesus, um, continue to do so. Uh, and we don't want you to do this on your own. Um, we'd love to pray with you as well. So... Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. Last words from you, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Been really worthwhile talking. About. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Well, friends, thanks for joining us, and God bless.